0: Hi, and welcome to Under an Open Heaven Podcast. We are glad you are joining us as we explore the reality of God's love expressed in Scripture and our own personal experiences. Thanks for joining us today as we explore the reality that we live under an open heaven. Enjoy! Hey, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Arthur Richardson, and I have with me this week... Colton Jones. And you are listening to Under an Open Heaven Podcast. We're glad to have you back. So we're outside. This is a beautiful day. Oh my goodness! We're just podcasting away. Yeah.
1: You might be able to hear the breeze and the leaves, or the birds in the background, or maybe the distant cursing of a golfer, which <laughs> hitting a ball completely off course.
0: And if you hear a big smack, we just got hit. Yeah, might be the case. <laughs> we'll see. We are also
1: being stereotypical podcast gentlemen by smoking pipes and uh drinking
0: we're not drinking whiskey tonight though
1: not whiskey yeah we are drinking what what is
0: this called uh it's a caprejana i'm probably slaughtering that it's a brazilian like the national brazilian cocktail Uh -uh. it's um i did a rum version of that uh it's a very similar spirit but it's like their spirit is um, distilled from cane sugar. It's a mm-hmm. little bit like clear. Um, yeah, it's, I think it's really yummy. Mm-hmm. It's pretty chill. It's uh, just a couple of slices of lime, um, simple syrup, and the rum. <laughs> yeah. I'd say it's pretty yummy. Cheerleader. We are both
1: smoking out of Lord of the Rings themed yeah, <laughs> corn cob pipes, and uh, very happy right now.
0: Oh yeah, what's yours called again?
1: This is called the Elf Cobbet. Elf Cobbet. Yours is the Shire Cobbet
0: pipe. Oh yeah.
1: They're both from Missouri Mirsham. Not a sponsor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not a sponsor, but if you want to be, no, we don't do that. <laughs> I don't know if they do.
1: Anywho. Um, yeah, happy to be back. It feels like a pretty long time since I've been in the podcast. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you has It's a time. Not yeah. Much. What an idiot, <laughs> this guy. Oh, no. Nah, just doing life, mm-hmm. which is good. But yeah, I think we're going to officially have Corey Luna as one of our co-hosts, which is very fun i'm really excited i think she'll make a great addition to our co-hosting tribe um yeah i'm looking forward
1: to it as well you know we'll get to switch up who's podcasting with who Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and all that good stuff i know that i live a little bit closer to Corey, so maybe we'll be able to do it in person as opposed to you know just uh through skype or something like that
0: Mm -hmm. so really looking forward to that yeah I like our little, our little podcasting community. It's been fun.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, Colton, you had talked about having like a theme that the Lord was teaching you recently. And we kind of have like a, a general theme of what we're talking about right now of growing in maturity and trying to keep our eyes on the Father. So I'm curious to hear a little bit more in-depth your reflections on um, learning how to love a bit more.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, it, I don't know, it sort of stemmed this, um, I would say it's every once in a while I'll get a prayer that comes to my mind and it sticks with me and I decide, okay, this is the thing that I'm just going to ask for each time I sit down and pray. It's a very, very simple thing. I've had a couple times in the past where um, I felt like God was moving in a certain way and was asking me to to pray for how he was moving yeah and uh, like a while back I felt him asking you know give me permission to become you because we have that permission to become little little Jesuses, little Christ's yeah. you know Christians uh, but do we ever give God the opportunity to become us which is a really weird thing to think about too yeah and that was a prayer a while back. Uh, it, it came to me while I was at, at mass, and I was just thinking on um, how Christ enters into our hearts in in what we're actually letting him do or asking him to do. Mm-hmm. And in a, in a really big way, um, God who came down from heaven in Christ put something infinite into something perceptibly finite yeah a human being so uh in mass you know I believe that he's doing that with me you know through communion yeah that he's taking his infinite being and allowing me to consume him and him becoming me so that that became that prayer, uh, as well at that time. But more recently I've been thinking along the lines of, um, really asking the question, do I actually know how to love? Yeah. How to love. And I'm finding that to be a lot more difficult to answer as i'm growing to understand what love is and love is one at least one one aspect of it it's a lot of sacrifice Mm -hmm. it's a lot of giving up especially uh pride you know
0: oh yeah yeah
1: in um when you feel like you're you're right about something or you want to be justified in how you think how you feel oh, yeah. about a particular thing, you know that <laughs> uh asserting your own sense of justification on others, especially maybe someone who hurt you and you feel like they hurt you, and you ought to to make it known that like, you hurt me this was an injustice mm-hmm. you know i would I want an apology, yada, yada, yada that's.
0: And I think those are, like, those are thoughts that are stemming from the emotions that are being just felt, right? Mm-hmm. It Sometimes it's not even possible for me to be able to articulate maybe even those thoughts in the moments, but that's what I feel, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I totally agree. Um, but it m- might be hard for some people to be able to, like, articulate that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. In one way, one way or another, like when, like the incident I just brought up was a story of someone, someone hurting you, you feeling offended, and you wanting there to be a sort of uh, recompense. Or if you're feeling a little bit more charitable, reconciliation uh, for the injustice that you felt was done. Yeah. And uh, those aren't bad things to desire, by any means, I don't think. Uh, If something truly unjust occurred, there ought to be amends. But people are messy. You know? People are messy. Not everyone's on the same page. Not everyone sees things exactly the same way. And when it comes to one-on-one interacting with another person, uh, the more people you have, the more perspectives on what happened you Mm -hmm. have. Yeah. And... I've recognized lately that my perspective on what happened or what happens, you know, internally towards me and another is very, very limited and sure I might be hurt. I might feel hurt, you know, and Mm -hmm. all this stuff, but does love seek vengeance? No, no. No. And, uh, no. So, Christ, I felt like He spoke in my heart and it's just like, ask me to teach you how to love. And I was like, okay, teach me how to love. Mm. So I can actually not be caught up in my own sense of justice. Yeah. Because in that, like, um, say, like, a friend wrongs you or, uh, a significant other wrongs you, 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 you want to feel justified in how you, how you relate to them and in your anger. Mm -hmm. And it's only when um, you let go of that desire to feel justified in your hurt that you stop brooding over that hurt. And I feel like that's when Christ is able to teach you how to love. Um, Looking at a person as Christ looks at you with, with a deep sense of love and recognition of, their brokenness, my brokenness, our brokenness, and yeah, and just learning to love them in spite of it,
0: yeah, for sure,, yeah, yeah I dig it, so there's a couple of scripture passages that came to mind just in uh, listening to you as you were talking, just kind of stirring the old mind. Um, the first one that I have is, uh, love is patient. Love is kind. Mm-hmm. You know, love does not, um, you know, there's a whole litany of things, right? You everyone knows, everyone knows it. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows it. I mean, we actually, we actually reflected on, uh, the passage two episodes ago. Um, like right after that, you know? mm-hmm. um, so I think it's kind of fitting it's, it's also in the, the way of Under an Open Heaven podcast. you like, you know, reflect about a passage and then go back the previous chapter three episodes later and talk about it more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that does happen. That happens. Um, probably more often than I like to admit. But anyway, that's fine. There is a method to this madness, I swear. Um, it's just not our method. It's just, yeah, anyway. <laughs> You're not wrong. The Holy Spirit's moving. Anyway, I like to think that. Is that true? I mean, I, like to, I mean, it is true regardless of whether, you know. I'm perfect in every way, Colton. Come on. Yes, of course. <laughs> I can't argue with that, Arthur. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, so, yeah, just that, that whole litany of what love is, how love treats the other, especially in the face of maybe discouragement or uh, being upset. You know there's a maturity of the human person and the thing is is that i really believe that we as people need to experience that in order to show that and the reason why i say that is the next passage that came to mind was the parable of the wicked servant right the parable of the wicked servant had a huge debt it was completely forgiven and then he turns around and chokes out the other person. And it's my theory. Um uh, there might be a church father or two that believe that agrees with me. I'm not entirely sure. Anyway. That agrees with you? That I I mean Okay. <laughs> that the Holy Spirit brought <laughs> us to the same conclusion. Okay
1: <laughs> Polycarp's in heaven, like wow, Arthur made a really good point I mean that might be the Dude, case.
0: If I'm on the same level as Polycarp, that's what's up. Because all i got to say is, I'm lucky if I got one carp. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <agree. sighs> anyway, tell us about this. So, the parable of the wicked servant is is that... Uh, it's my theory. That... The wicked servant didn't actually let his master's mercy affect him. He still had it in his head that he had to... Uh, get back the debt you know earn back his his wage right Um, there was something in him that refused to accept the fact that he no longer had a debt so because he didn't experience that he turned around and then gave that uh, what he was experiencing in his heart to his neighbor to his fellow servant which led to him choking out this person and the wicked servant being punished by the master saying you were forgiven why why'd you turn around and do this so we have to experience jesus as he demonstrates love in order to be able to um yeah be able to even grasp the ability to love like that and I think it's interesting that Jesus, in your prayer, said, ask me. Ask me to teach you, you know. I think that's not a small thing, right? I think that's actually pretty big. And it's for the very reason that I just kind of laid out scripturally. I think it's very telling of what Jesus is doing in your heart, you know. There's there's something more going on to all of that which is really cool I think I think there's seasons where we all go through that and it's usually surrounded by betrayal of some kind you know I definitely you know just kind of listening to you talk about like the difference between justice and mercy and all of that I'm reminded of, like, when I was a missionary. Ready? <laughs> oh, hold on. There, there we go. go. <sighs> so when I was a missionary, living in community, there was uh, a couple of people, one person in particular, that we just kind of clashed, you know. Um, and there was a moment that I remember talking with Jesus, and he asked me, do you desire justice or mercy for him? there's like my initial gut reaction was like justice for sure and then as i like i had that thought i immediately realized that means i'm going to get justice myself <laughs> as you forgive you are forgiven you know and it was interesting that it was that question was posed to me in such a way where i had a conversion of desire the desire of my heart like you know like it's More than just desiring retribution or like um, whatever. It was desiring his good. And it was interesting because there was like a maturity in the understanding of justice. I no longer wanted him to be punished for punishment's sake because I was hurt. He should be hurt. It became more of a, Lord, if you decide that he should go under undergo any kind of purgation whatsoever in this life for my sake let him know and grow let it not be a mystery to him Mm -hmm. in such a way that not not for the sake of like vengeance or like ha you hurt him you turd and i'm gonna get you back for that it was more of a i want i want him's good because I don't know if you've ever experienced it, where you're like, you're pretty sure you're suffering because of some sort of sin that you've done, um, or you have no idea why you're suffering. And then I don't know if it's been the flip for you, for like you've you actually understood why you were suffering, and it's because of a particular sin or for a particular purpose or whatever. It made the suffering so much better, whatever. As weird as that is, like it was, like there's a purpose. When I had the understanding of maybe why I was going through pain, it made it more bearable because I knew that there was a goal to it. There was an end to the journey, right? There was something beyond that I was journeying through in order to get to the end. You know, I, I understood, it like, going back, to, I just finished um, The Hobbit. They knew their goal that they were going to the Lonely Mountain and it kind of gave them a bit more direction when they were confused and lost when they were trying to get through Mirkwood. Right. So when they're going through the trial, the struggle, the pain, the thirst, they still had a goal in mind. Right. And that's kind of what I'm trying to say is that when you have a goal in mind, you can do it. And, uh, the big, the big part of Mirkwood
1: is, um, there was a path through the forest. And I think a lot of times, especially in Tolkien stories, uh, the dank and dark, mysterious forest is a symbolism of, I don't know, our own, our own inner depths of, of, of fear, chaos, and unknowing. Yeah. And, uh, it was only that they got lost. <laughs> it was, it was only that when they, when they left the path that they got lost. And, um, you know, in the book yeah
0: in the book it, it mentions multiple times like if only bilbo knew that they were almost to the end mm-hmm. right before they went off yeah because they were in a valley so it exactly. looked like there was no end
1: exactly and a lot of times like, i don't know i can't remember exactly if this is how it was in the book but like uh maybe it was the dwarves were thought they knew a better way yep or or were convinced they were going in circles you know that
0: I think that was in the movie, in the book, they were going after food. They are going after a fire, like the elves' mm-hmm. fire.
1: And yeah, uh, there's there's a path through the darkness in the inside, in in our hearts. And I was thinking too, um, just over the past few weeks, reflecting on what we talked about before. I believe I mentioned how uh, you know the, the the waters of chaos. Mm-hmm. And at the bottom of the chaos, in the chaos, le- there's Leviathan. There's Leviathan. Leviathan. And, um, I don't know. To be more upfront, maybe, uh, for context, what I was talking about earlier, you know, I, I I had recently been through a breakup and, you know, that stuff's not easy. That's so hard. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's something that, you know, happens and young folks lives and um but whenever you're confronted with something like that you recognize that there's going to be a wave of feelings and hurts that you encounter that you're going to have to sort out and face if you don't they're just going to sit beneath the surface yep and linger there at the very you know base of your subconscious mind and you're going to have to be extraordinarily diligent at suppressing them, which is not a suggestion, because no one is diligent enough to do that effectively, nor should someone do that.
0: Well, I mean, you're also just giving it space to grow, to fester. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. And yeah. you're letting it deep, it, you're letting it sink deeper and deeper, and the less you see something, the more afraid of it you are. Oh, yeah. Like, have you ever, uh, like, for instance, you're walking, walking through a dark forest, you're afraid of almost any substantial noise not oh, for because sure. not because what's generating the noise is scary but it, it could be it could, it could be, could be life threatening and it, the thing that makes you have that fear is not knowing what it is yeah and um or just
0: that, having a glimpse of it you know like those those stories or those movies where it's like you just see the eyes glowing in the darkness yeah exactly
1: and it could be a cute little tiny you know, squirrel or something, squirrel or, or like, you know, harmless animal, or it could be <laughs> something that's very interested in having you for dinner. Yum, yum. But, uh, it, you encounter a similar thing. Um, say, yeah, you go through something very difficult emotionally, and a lot of fears come to the surface. That's like Leviathan creeping up from the depths to, get closer to you. And our immediate fear, our immediate, sorry, our immediate reaction is to look away, run away, get away from that, you know, or, or numb the pain, stop looking at it. And it's actually a really important opportunity that I knew I had to take in order to come to face to face with things that I had maybe been suppressing or ignoring or, uh, had yet to deal with. And, um, instead of approaching it as if this beast of, of feelings of, you know, lies that I maybe believed, but hadn't voiced about myself, about yeah. God, about, you know, maybe my own lovability, all this stuff. Um, it was, a, it was a chance for me to encounter it and to recognize it as already defeated because that's what God told Job. Were you there when I hooked Leviathan's mouth? Yep. He's in control of that, that, that chaos. It's not something that is, um, hidden from him nor out of his control uh god has got over chaos and uh above leviathan and um i knew that i had to let that process happen like follow follow that path through the forest even though it feels like you're going in circles you know um and it's it's, yeah, it's just the, 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 the process and a lot of a big part of that was, um, really catching early on whatever lies I was tempted to believe about myself or about the, you know, the other person and, mm-hmm. um, in recognizing, no, I can love and that's what God is calling me to right now is to, is to love and to know what that means and to let that actually be significant and, and realized in my life you know uh they're you only know that you love someone when it's really hard to when it's very painful to uh you know so that's that's kind of what I was encountering what I think uh, spurred that desire to know how to love
0: and to pray to know
1: how to love so
0: yeah and just uh Maybe give some clarification, too, in that Mm -hmm. it's important to be able to love your enemies, to love the person that broke your heart. But that doesn't mean you have to be friends with them. You know, like that's I think that can be sometimes a. Uh, maybe the guilt trip kind of a thing that I I experienced this a lot of like you have to remain friends or you have to remain friends because they are in your social circle Um, so there's a pressure of that at least that's what I experienced Hmm. Um, and I just want to get permission to you uh, if you break up with your significant other when I say you, I don't mean you, Colton. Hey. I mean our <laughs> listener. <laughs> you you are friends with mm-hmm. because, amazingly, that worked out. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, sometimes it's more healthy for both parties involved to rip the bandaid off and just move on. Mm-hmm. You know, to it's, uh, it's easier and more healthy for both people to say. I enjoyed what we had that was good and we didn't work out and that's okay, you know, and just move on, you know, and leave it at that, have forgiveness yeah, and desire for goodness for the other. And then just move on.
1: Yeah. Don't brood over injury, man. Uh, yep. Cause we like to live in our wounds cause they're very small, secluded, isolated and comfortable for a time. And that's not what we're
0: called to be. Yeah. It's hard to let somebody into that, you know? Yeah. I think that's that's why the temptation is so hard to just stay in the suffering or in the wounds. Mm-hmm. Because the healing comes from letting somebody else in.
1: Right. And, uh, no, there's something very predictable and almost stable about suffering and misery. Um True. for 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 a person that's why it's very very difficult to get out of bouts of depression is because it's something that you've just grown accustomed to yeah i believe i shared you know my my journey through depression uh i had gone through like a really profound transformative um healing over the course of several months back in 2017 and um looking back, I realized just how comfortable a place I tried to make my own suffering because there I felt like I knew how I, I knew who I was, but who I thought I was, was Mm. not worthy of love, was not happy, was, um, sad and, and overlooked and all this stuff in, you know, in those, those, those dark, painful places are comfortable because that's where we're telling ourselves who we are and we're the only ones there. So it's not like we're being challenged to believe something good about ourselves,
0: mm. you know? Yeah.
1: It's just a little tiny room where we just tell ourselves the same thing.
0: Yeah. Or in some people's cases being told the same thing. Yeah. 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 It's part of it. Yeah. I think that's uh important nuance to mm-hmm. accept sometimes so yeah uh
1: learning how to love man it's it's um crucial and i'm glad it's becoming more and more uh concrete you know yeah everything in faith is theoretical until god gives you an opportunity to <laughs> apply it
0: oh dude yeah well, I mean, that's kind of what we were, we've been talking about, is like when the idea is no longer an idea but a person. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's a good note to leave off on for this episode, you know, uh, just the growth and maturity that you clearly have been through that I'm hoping that I can go through again, you know, the next phase of that because that's kind of the beautiful thing is that there's no cap that we can reach to love like Jesus mm-hmm. it's his love is infinite his love and his peace are infinite and there's no cap for us there's no end to the growth that we can reach and so yeah I don't know I th- I feel very encouraged listening to you share your story share that I don't know I hope our listeners are too yeah Would you mind leading us in in a prayer asking for just a similar grace and impartation of a similar impartation of love that you received? Yeah. Yeah. Come Holy Spirit.
1: Jesus, deliver us from our pride. Deliver us from um, the wounds that maybe we come to cling to because they're a sort of... They're a sort of security blanket. That we feel gives us a sense of justification of being right. Um, Lord, help us to be eager to be wrong for the sake of love. To give up on what we think we deserve. To give up on what uh, what we want, whatever justice we think is due to other people. And help us to love as you love, God unflinchingly and just continually. Jesus, we love you and we ask that you make love more real to us than it was yesterday. Pour that out, Lord.
0: We ask this in your most holy name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a wonderful week. We'll see you next week. Take care and God bless. Bye.
1: Thank you all so much for joining us this week. We hope that this podcast blessed you. And we ask if it did, share that with the people that you love so that it can bless them as well. If you want to reach out to us, we are available on Facebook. We are under an open heaven. Our email address is under an open Fire at gmail and we are on Instagram at under and openheaven.fire. So please go uh, give those a gander and send us any any feedback that you want. We would be happy to reply to you.
0: God bless. Bye! <laughs>